Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us, and we're the hosts of The Mom Hour. On this show, we're joined by a team of unique mom voices from across the country and in different stages of motherhood to bring you tips, ideas, and encouragement, and to help you feel a little less alone. We all know that motherhood is a lot easier when real moms share honest truths and remind each other that it's all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis, and I'm here today with Katie Parrish. Hey, Katie. Hi, Megan. So if you've been around the Mom Hour for a while, you probably know that Katie Parrish is our brand partnerships manager. Um, she is also a longtime listener, a regular contributor, and a mom of three young kids. And Katie and I both had the opportunity to visit Florida as part of a sponsored campaign with Visit Florida. And we're going to talk um, about those trips in this episode and another episode that will drop next week, where we're going to talk about our family trips um, that we both took to different areas of Florida. Um, we'll share a little bit about our travels and our vacations. And then we're also both going to give kind of some ideas and tips that came out of those trips for traveling with younger kids for Katie and teenagers for me, which I think the tips could maybe be very different, but overlap as well. But Katie, I would just love for you to share a little bit about where you went in Florida and your family so that listeners can kind of orient themselves with the situation you were finding yourself in. Sure. So I traveled to Florida with my husband and our three boys. We have Henry, who is eight, Sam, who is six, and Charlie is almost three. And we were in Florida for about a week and we split our time between Orlando and then um, Clearwater Beach, which is on the Gulf side of Florida. And it was incredible. I can't wait to tell you all about it. All right. Well, I am so excited to hear more. Before we jump in, we want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Visit Florida. Katie, I know that both of us visit Florida often with their families. It is really the fastest and easiest way for a Midwesterner to like access a warm tropical vacation. <laughs> but I have to say before this trip, I wasn't really aware of just how many different experiences you can have with your family in Florida. 
Megan, I so agree. We were so excited to get to visit places we'd never been before and made a ton of memories our family will never forget. From 825 miles of beaches and 700 freshwater springs to over 1,300 trails with breathing room to run and play, there are so many reasons a Florida vacation is just the best. Keep listening to find out more about our unforgettable Florida vacations, and thank you to Visit Florida for making this episode possible. Start planning your best ever vacation at visitflorida.com today. Okay, Katie, so let's kick off this episode by hearing all about your trip. Okay, so we began our trip in Orlando. Um, We started out by spending a couple days at Disney World, which if anyone is thinking about planning a Disney trip, you have to listen to the episode a couple weeks ago um, where Sarah spoke with Katie Goldner, who's also on our team, about her upcoming Disney trip. So I won't get into too much Disney stuff, but after all of that, we um, checked into another hotel, and then we went to a place called Desertland Park. Have you ever heard about this, I Megan? have not heard of this, but it sounds <laughs> okay. awesome for little kids. Oh my gosh. It was awesome. Honestly, awesome for like all ages of kids, and it was so great for my boys. So it's like this huge indoor park. It actually used to be a shopping mall, which I think is really cool. Wow. Okay. And they completely like transformed it into... um just like a fun land. It had like an arcade, it had pinball, bumper cars, laser tag, um, so many great options if you are in Florida and it's like super hot or if it's rainy. Like I know there are um, certain seasons where Florida can get a lot of storms. Um, So it was just a really fun way to spend an afternoon. They had so much to do there. It's also... I think a great place to go if you maybe did go to an amusement park um, in Orlando and didn't get to do all All of the the things. things. Yeah. Yeah. Because like there's, you know, at a lot of those amusement parks, they have like arcade options or rides where you're supposed to be driving a car and like you can't always do it all. And so this was like a great place to go to do all of those things and like not have to wait in line. <laughs> I love that. And even um, maybe some of the experiences that kids would be too small for or, you know, too mm-hmm. short to, to ride, they could kind of have like the more age appropriate version of that in this theme park. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And then um, after that, we went to dinner at Disney Springs, which is such a great um, area to just like walk around. They had like multiple stages playing live music. It kind of has that Disney feel, but it's not on Disney property. And so anybody can access it, which is great. They have like a million restaurants and um, tons of fun stuff to do. And so that was just like a really fun way to end that day. I've been to Disney Springs with my kids and I agree. It is like you get the Disney-like experience, but it's not Mm -hmm. on the properties. It's a little easier, more manageable. Yeah. 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 Um, So then the next day, um, we went down to the water park at our resort. So this was really fun. They had like a really cool pool and then also like a splash pad area and then a whole nother area that had like slides and stuff like that. They had mini golf um, and we are like early bird people. So we were there first thing in the morning. Like we thought we were going to have to reserve our chairs 
And basically, we had like the place to ourselves for like the first two hours. I love it. Um, <laughs> I know they could probably tell like, oh, these people must be from like a cold place because exactly. they are they're down in the water at like 930 a.m. Well, and we were there in like <laughs> relatively early in March, which if yeah. you're not if you're a Floridian is not, I don't think like it's not warm yet. For them. No. So, so no. I, we had the same experience. Like we were in the water and everything else. And people are looking at us like, what are you doing? It's not time for yeah. that yet. Yeah. And the, <laughs> yeah. the pool actually wasn't heated. And so mm-hmm. it was on the cold side, but like my, you know, Chicagoland kids are happy to like, you know, be wading up right. into the water and then you can like throw a ball around or just like splash around, even if you're not like getting Completely totally in the water and swimming. So, yeah. Um, so we had a fun morning there, and then we just uh, had lunch by the pool, which was convenient and easy. And then we, um, in the evening, we went to this place in Orlando called the Museum of Illusions, which I, Ooh. when I saw that on our itinerary, I was like, what is this going to be? Um, but it's this little smaller museum that has all of these exhibits that kind of like trick the eye or they'll have these places where you can like stand and then somebody else takes a picture and it looks like you are like defying gravity or like they've got all these mirrors and stuff like that. So it's it's like a really fun way to spend like an hour or so just kind of walking through there. And um, of course, like the kids thought that that was super fun. Of course. I want to just really quickly point out that we will um, be linking to a lot of these different attractions and destinations in the show notes for these episodes. Um, I also feel yeah. like the individual CVBs or the tourism bureaus for these different areas are a great place to start because honestly, sometimes when I'm planning a trip, I don't really know, you know, it's like where, how do you mm-hmm. know where to go if it's not one of the biggest, um, att- like splashiest attractions, maybe a theme park. And c- the nice thing about our trips was that it was kind of put together for us, but the people putting them together for us were the people working at these smaller tourism bureaus who who know their areas really, really well and can tell you like little kids will love this or go do that. So it's always a good way to start planning a vacation, I think, is to go to those like um, just, you know, to the local like visit whatever. Right. Or discover whatever uh, place. And we will link those up in the show notes for these episodes for the places that we went. OK, yeah. continue, continue. Okay, so then I think that night you and I were um, like texting or voxing or something because I was a little bit nervous about what we were going to be doing the next day, which is (laughs) we were going to Gatorland. It does sound a little bit (laughs) oppressive. I mean... (laughs) I was like, you know, I was Googling like how aggressive are alligators, like what to do if an alligator like rushes at you. I mean, I was really having a moment of like, okay, it's going to be me and my husband and our three little kids. Like, what is this really going to be like? Um, So I was nervous, but honestly, I was so impressed. This place was super professional, super clean, really well run, like super safe. They do a lot of rescue efforts. And so they really have created this environment that's like a haven for alligators. And the boys got to do so many fun things. They've been like telling all their friends they got to hold baby alligators. We got to feed some of the bigger alligators. Um, I was nervous about this, but then I learned that it's actually 
a lower risk like bigger alligators are a lower risk in general because they're usually super old if they've grown okay. that big like they might be like 70 or 80 years old and they're heavy and so that means they're slow and so um that was kind of like interesting to learn but they had other animals there like tortoises and exotic birds it was just it was a super unique place i love that i so i love that you overcame your gator um (laughs) your gator aversion or whatever hesitation But I like Gatorland does have a sound to it. Like, are they just going to be everywhere around you snapping at your heels? And I think, you know, what you're talking about sounds like a place where there's happy, well-fed gators who, you know, are being managed professionally. And so it's not like, you know, of course, they're still wild animals, but I I like that you had that positive experience. Yeah, it was good. And we got to see like some unique gators, too. Like they have these ones that... um, they're like all, almost all white. So they're similar to like albino gators, but a little bit di- different. And there's only like seven in the world and Gatorland has like four of them. So that was like kind of cool. That's probably like wow. a once in a lifetime thing. We'll get to see um, something like that. So yeah, yeah wow. it was it was awesome. Um, and then we went back to the Disney Springs area again for dinner that night and like we had some ice cream and like watch some music and, you know, the boys were dancing and we just everybody got to kind of like, you know, burn off some steam and have like a nice wind down. And everybody like slept amazing that night. We were we were so tired. <laughs> Great news. Very needed on a trip. OK, so what was the next day like for you? OK, so then our last morning we checked out of our hotel and then we headed over to the Orlando Science Center. Um Like a lot of families, I have been to a lot of these types of places, like a lot of, you know, children's museums and science centers. Um, So I kind of thought I had an idea of what it would be like, but this one was really cool and unique. It had some great exhibits. It was a little bit different than the ones we've been uh, been to in the past. And uh, we honestly could have stayed all day like it had stuff for all ages of our kids And um, it was fun just to kind of like walk through it and they could, you know, kind of entertain themselves by doing the the looking at all the stuff and doing the little like building projects and stuff like that. And so it was like a really nice low key morning. Um, Then after lunch, we hopped in the car and we drove down to Clearwater Beach. And that was about maybe two and a half hours. So it's totally. Um, like a a destination that you could do in the same trip. Like I think okay. I think of Florida of being really big, and I know there's so much to do. But it was nice to know that like we could do middle of the state and beach in the same trip. So that was pretty neat. Um, it was also like a good time for the kids to take a nap as we're driving down there. We checked into our hotel, which was called the Avalon, and it was just absolutely wonderful. We had um, I think a two or three bedroom suite. So there was plenty of space for everybody to spread out. But of course, like the number one thing the kids wanted to do was go down to the beach. So we headed down there as soon as possible. And it was the first time that the kids had been to the ocean since like Henry was a toddler. So it was basically like the first time for all three of them to um, like really be at the ocean. So wow. that was, yeah, it That's was really awesome. fun. It was, they were 
they were like running in the water and did they get a mouthful of water? Because that can be a real surprise for a Midwestern kid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. You know, it's like they realize that salty, that salty ocean water is different than fresh Lake Michigan water. So um, then we walked down along the beach. We went to dinner at this place called Frenchies, which is kind of like an old established um, restaurant in Clearwater Beach. I think they have several locations, but the one that we went to, we literally had a table like in the sand, like we kicked off our shoes and like got to have our feet in the sand and look at the ocean. And it was just wonderful. And then we walked back and got to watch the sunset. And it was just like that kind of picture perfect like Florida beach moment that everybody was just um soaking it in so it was awesome I love that um I will talk about this a little bit when I share my experience but um I've been to the gulf side of Mm -hmm. Florida quite a bit never before this trip had I been to the um, east coast side but the St. Pete area Clearwater St. Pete area is gorgeous I just love it and I'm kind of jealous about hearing about this like now I want to go back and go Mm -hmm. check out Frenchies and the Avalon and all of that. Okay. So what was next for you? So then the next morning was going to be like our big beach day. So the Avalon was right on the um, beach, which is nice. And then they have like chairs that you can rent and sand toys that you can borrow and umbrellas and all of that. Not even rent. You can just borrow it. And so we took all of that down to the beach with us and just like hung out there and just got to experience like the sand and the water, the sand is like that really like powdery, sugary, white, like soft, soft sand mm-hmm. um, where we set up our like little beach area. It was nice because you could see kind of where the tide would come in. They had like a stretch of beach and then kind of like some almost not exactly like a tide pool, but kind of like a little like um I guess maybe like a little like pool area of um, water. And then there was more sand and then like the actual big like crashing waves. And so that was perfect because then the bigger boys could like jump and swim and play in the waves. But then Charlie could just kind of like splash around in like the little water area and not just get totally knocked down. So it was really nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was good. And then when we were getting hungry, we walked down. Again, like they have so much along the beach right there that you can just walk along the ocean to go to um, like restaurants and shops and stuff like that, which was awesome. And we had lunch at a place called the Palm Pavilion, which has been around, oh my gosh, again, for like a really long time. It's like one of those old establishments in like old Florida. I love it. it I want to go there tomorrow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I loved it. And we like ate out on the um, deck. And once again, we were like right on the beach and there was somebody um, playing like live music at the end of the uh, patio area. And it was just like, it felt so like picturesque and, um, you know, we got to eat like all of the seafood that we could stuff into our mouth. (laughs) We ordered like grouper and shrimp and all of that, that, you know, we don't, we don't often get. And so that was awesome. Um, after we had lunch, then we walked down to pier 60, which is a really artsy area in, um, 
Clearwater Beach. Obviously, it's it's kind of like the marina and the pier, and but they've also got like um like art vendors and stuff like that. It's a really cool area. And we were going down there to go on a pirate cruise. Um now again, this was something where I'm like, what is this gonna be like? I was worried. I didn't know if it was gonna be like kind of like cheesy, but it was so well done. Um basically as soon as we got on board this it, I mean it really looked like a pirate ship. Um and then they like took the kids and basically the whole time they had activities for them. They were doing water gun fights and treasure hunts and um musical chairs and dance parties. They had um complimentary beer and wine for the grown-ups and so we were just kind of like relaxing and the kids were happy. And it was like a two-hour cruise all around. This sounds like the best thing ever for parents. Wow. And kids love pirates. Okay. So they're kids love pirates. (laughs) And it was basically like uh like a babysitter. Like by that point, it was like we kind of needed like a babysitter. We needed a break, but like we're not gonna hire a babysitter on vacation. But this was like it was kind of like having a babysitter on a pirate ship. So it was awesome. (laughs) And we got to see we got to see (laughs) dolphins. And I mean, we came off that pirate ship like everybody was on cloud nine. It was it was so great. It was so fun. I love it. Like what a nice like you said, it's like a nice little um, mid vacation rest, like rest for the parents. But you didn't even have to go through the effort of hiring care. I mean, the kids are still there and you're still on the same boat. You're all around each other, but they're occupied. That sounds so nice. Yeah, it was nice. And I think our cruise was at like four or four thirty. So it was like a really thoughtful timing, too, because it's like you're not going to do something like that with little kids if it starts at 7 p.m. or something like that. Like they had other options, I think, for, um, you know, you could do something like that. But it was nice. Like the timing made sense. It was just really thoughtful. So it was good. Um, And then again, then we just like got a dinner, um, walked down and had dinner there on Pier 60. We, you know, they have tons of restaurants and plenty of things to like walk around and see and do. So we grabbed a bite to eat and then just walked right back to our hotel. Wow. Okay, so that was, I think, maybe the last night of your trip. Is that right? That was our last night, The which it was so sad. We were sad that our um, trip was coming to an end. But our final morning, I told the boys, if we can, like, get packed up quickly, then we can um, get a quick dip in the pool before we check out of the hotel. So they have a um, rooftop pool. It was not very big, but it was just, it was smaller, which was kind of nice. Um, and is heated and, um, we just had a little bit of pool time and then we, uh, got packed up and, um, went to Clearwater Aquarium before we were leaving Clearwater Beach. And so, um, this was just maybe like a five minute drive from our hotel and it was a really great aquarium. I didn't realize this, but um, do you know the movie, the Dolph- a dolphin tale or dolphin's tale? Have you heard of that? I think that? I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Okay. So I didn't realize it's based on a true story about like this, uh, dolphin that gets rescued and it's, it's like a whole, it's a whole movie. Um, but it's based on a true story that is set at Clearwater Aquarium. So that was kind of cool. 
Um, and when we were there, like we got to touch stingrays and see dolphins and otters and sharks. Oh my gosh. And um really get to see like all of that sea life. And we had we had lunch there. Um, and so it was just like a really fun way to spend the morning before we were heading back to the airport to fly home to frigid Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I experienced um, flying home and getting off, getting off the plane and like driving into a snowstorm the day I went home. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so Katie, this trip sounds like it was amazing. I know you're going to share some tips and takeaways about traveling with little kids that I don't know. I know you've known a lot of them. You are no stranger to traveling with small kids, but we both went on these trips with the idea of like looking out for what those tips and takeaways might be for our experiences. But before we get into your tips, I want to take a quick break to remind everybody about our sponsor, Visit Florida. Katie, I am just curious, is there something that surprised you about your trip to Florida that maybe not everybody listening would know? Um, Yes, definitely how warm the ocean was. I was not expecting it to be as warm as it was, especially in March. I'm used to like cold, fresh water and it was so warm and pleasant. It felt amazing. Okay. I love that because I have to say, like, I wouldn't have expected that either necessarily. Um, because even in Michigan, even in the middle of the summer and in Illinois too, the lake never really gets pleasant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It gets to the point where it's warm enough to go in and that's great, but it's so nice to walk into a warm body of water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to share more about our trips. And thank you so much to our sponsor, Visit Florida. From 825 miles of beaches and 700 freshwater springs to over 1,300 trails with breathing room to run and play, there are so many reasons a Florida vacation is just the best. Keep listening to find out more about our unforgettable Florida vacations. And thank you to Visit Florida for making this episode possible. Okay, Katie. So I would love to hear the tips or ideas about traveling with young kids that came out of this trip to Florida. Okay. So my first tip is to review safety rules. This is something that I used to be really good about. Like when our kids were little, I made sure that they like learned our actual names and phone numbers, addresses, stuff like that. They're not going up to the police and going, my mom, mom, (laughs) mommy, what's your mommy's name? Mommy. Oh, exactly. But then like once they mastered it, we kind of like stopped practicing it. Right. And so before this trip, like we talked about, okay, what do you do if you get lost? Which was good that we were reviewing this because Sam's answer was look for a friend, which is not the right answer. (laughs) I'm like, no, if you get lost, you don't just look for a friend. Just any new friend. Yeah. Somebody who looks friendly. No, you don't do that. Um, so we reviewed, you know, all, you know, all the stuff, like look for a a mom with kids who can help you or find somebody who works there, whatever. Um, we also like practiced my phone number. Um, we did have a moment of panic, um, right before that pirate cruise, we had gone down, we had a little bit of time to kill after we checked in. And so we went down to this like playground area, which was great. Um, But we had a moment of panic because the kids were playing hide and seek at this park by the pier. And all of a sudden, Henry came over and was like, I can't find Sam. And (laughs) um, like, so my husband goes over and he's kind of like, Sam, you know, where are you? And like, 
still like nobody could find him. So then I was like, I kind of like, you know, took it to the next level where mm-hmm. I was like, scream, Sam Parrish, like where, you know, I was like really nervous then that like we couldn't find him. And he was like hiding behind a palm tree, like basically at the edge <laughs> of the road. And um, it was really scary. And so I think having like a rule of, you know, we don't hide when we're on vacation. Um, <laughs> yes, that's a really like, good rule that it wouldn't always occur to me to tell my kids. Um, but yes, that's don't hide so good either. Don't, don't hide so good that nobody can find you. Like maybe we play tag instead of playing hide and seek. Right. So anyways, just in general, like even if you think your kids like know these safety rules and maybe if they're good about it in general, when you're at home in your normal like places and spaces, it's always good just to like brush up on that before you are totally in a new environment because um then it, it just it's it's like next next level like next the stakes level. just feel higher so yes I would I would interject also that if um and maybe your kids also um, know your husband's phone number but my kids defaulted to my phone number when they were really young because I te- I tended to be the one who was with them more and so I was mm-hmm. always like I taught them my phone number they have like they have it memorized they, they joke that it's like locked into their brains. They'll probably like the last thing they ever remember in their lives. But um, they never really bothered to learn their dad's number for lots of reasons. One of them being, I guess, I don't know if he just didn't drill it into them or I didn't drill it into them. And now that they're getting older, that has been problematic a few times because we're not always all Mm -hmm. together. And um, sometimes just from like a convenience standpoint, I would really like them to have his number as well. (laughs) So just like add that into the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea, especially nowadays when it's not like you just need to know your home phone number. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, that's a that's a good point. And kids are not used to memorizing phone numbers anymore. I will tell you. Neither are adults. I don't memorize phone numbers anymore, but right. True. <laughs> kids are really bad at it. OK, what else you got for us? OK, so my second tip is that a little bit of comfort goes a long way. Um. So before we left on this trip, each kid had their own little backpack that they packed with like a couple of books, their favorite stuffed animal, a fidget or two, um, you know, as a a device like an iPad or a switch with the headphones already plugged in. I think most moms probably do that when they're traveling, like bring some things that are, um, you know, that will make the kids like feel comfortable. But there were other ways too, where I was like, you know what, let's just do the thing that's comfortable. So at our first hotel in Orlando, um, our room had, it was like two bedrooms and one of the bedrooms had a bunk bed situation, which is awesome because that's what my two older boys sleep in at home. They have bunk beds. This one actually in our hotel had like a full size bed on the bottom and then just a normal twin on the top, which was great. Cause then we could fit all, uh, all three kids in it. Yeah. But like as soon as they see it, they're trying to figure out like, oh, could, you know, Sam, maybe because it's vacation, could I have the top bunk? Uh, and it's like, no, like we're not going to, yep. right. We're yeah. not going to try to do anything different than normal. Like we are just going to do what's comfortable. Like Henry's going to be on the top bunk. You normally sleep on the bottom. Let's just do what is familiar. Um, We brought a Bluetooth speaker so that they could listen to some sleep stories when they're falling asleep. This is something that we don't do all the time at home, but like it does kind of help them wind down a little bit. So that was familiar. 
And then um, even when we were at like restaurants and stuff like that, like when I when I was mentioning we were eating like all the grouper and seafood and shrimp and stuff like that, I kind of had to train myself to be fine with the kids just ordering familiar foods like burgers <laughs> and pizza. Yep. You know, it's comforting to them. Like I want to like push them out of their comfort zone a little bit and try to get them to like take bites of whatever the local flavor is. But they're experiencing so much new just by being in a different place that like if 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 it's comfortable and familiar just to order chicken fingers off the kids yep. menu, like I'm fine with that. So I would just say like a little bit of comfort, familiarity, embrace it. It's it's going to help everything just run more smoothly. Yeah, and you're so right that you can introduce those new experiences in really micro ways. Um, yeah, I want I think Clara got a burger every single place that we went when we were. She's on a burger kick right now, so burgers <laughs> yeah. are what she wants. And so if there was something like you know, I'll talk a little bit about alligator um, tail nuggets that we had at one place. We just got them as an appetizer and then everyone could try them if they wanted to, but no pressure. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My third tip, this is kind of like the reverse of a little bit of comfort goes a long way. This is don't underestimate the power of novelty. So I'm going to tell you a little story, which is about how one of the mornings we wanted to go out to brunch and one of our kids, I'm not going to say who, had like a meltdown because he wanted to eat at the breakfast buffet in the hotel, which is what we had done the morning before. And we were like, you know, buddy, the restaurant is probably going to have better food. They're going to have everything that the buffet has, but it's probably going to be a little bit better. And he was like, no, they will not have everything because they are not going to have a giant cereal dispenser. And he was like obsessed, you know, when you go to a hotel and they have like those big cereal dispensers and you can turn the wheel and then it like comes out into your bowl. Like for him, that was like so fun. He had never seen anything like that before. And it was just like blowing his mind. And he just he wanted to do that. Um, We, you know, we told him there will be other moments in your life. Well, you'll get to use that again one day. But we're going to we're going to go out to a breakfast. Um, but it's just to like, kind of like, remember that it's like that little bit of something new and different that can like, that can be so fun for a kid. So even like going to a park or a playground, um, you know, I didn't think our kids were going to be that excited about going to the park, but when you go to a park and there's sand on the ground instead of like mud or rocks, like that is really cool. Or like going to the science center. I mean, we've we've been to a lot of children's museums, but when you go to one that has a whole exhibit on hurricanes because you're in Florida, like that's really different for a kid. Right. So even just like, it's not just the dolphins and alligators. Like, yes, that's very different than what we're used to. But even like getting an umbrella in your drink or a flower in your drink, like those little things those are like the moments that really have a big impact on a kid. So even if it's not like a giant moment, just those little things throughout your travel can really add up. They make a big difference. And I mean, any parent who has watched their kids fight over like the bendy straw or something yes. knows that those things are huge and in their own way, really memorable. And, and those little details add up and really help make the trip. So I love yeah, that one. They do. Okay, my next tip is 
if it's still fun, don't fix it. So yeah. this is something that I like catch myself doing all the time, even at home, but even more so on vacation. It's so easy to feel the pressure to like see it all and do it all and move on to the next thing, especially if it's something where you've like paid money to Mm -hmm. go to a place like you want to get the most out of it. But you kind of have to just remember that the goal is to have fun. So when we were at the Science Center, there was um, this one room that we went into that had this like giant climbing structure. Um, It had like nets and tunnels and like all these little like nooks and crannies. And the big kids just were having the time of their lives. They could have spent all day in there. They had like invented their own little game that they were playing in there. And I was just like sitting on a bench with my coffee, kind of sittervising as busy toddler <laughs> mom says, yeah. or like kind of just like watching while I'm sitting. And dad and Charlie were happy in the next room, kind of doing their own little thing. And I kept catching myself like wanting to pull the kids out of the climbing structure and say like, okay, guys, like, let's move on time to see the next thing. But then I just had to be like, oh, like this is, I'm kind of living the dream right now. Like everybody, if it's fun, like I don't need to fix it. Like everybody is happy. Like it's, it's okay. It's okay. If we don't see everything, everybody is having a moment of joy. Like nobody is complaining right now. Like just like, don't try to fix it. So literally this is vacation, <laughs> you know, this and I is think the vacation. Yes, <laughs> right. This is yeah. the goal. This moment is yep. the goal. So, and there's um, no such thing as seeing it all. I mean, we could go back to Florida, uh, you know, it's three dozen times and I hope we do. Um, but we won't get to do all of it regardless. It doesn't really matter um, how much you see in one day, you'll still never get to everything. And that's really hard. I think for go, go goers to accept, but it is what makes the vacation feel like a vacation. Yeah. And kids don't know what they don't see, you know, like they're not going to know that they didn't get to do something like to them. If they didn't do it, it just doesn't exist. So it's not something to stress out about. They're not going to be like sad that they missed a moment or an experience that they didn't even know was an option. (laughs) They're much better at living in the moment they're in than adults sometimes are. Yeah. Okay. Then my final tip is just to, as a mom, as much as you can set yourself up for a smooth landing when you come home. Um, so one thing that I did was our last couple nights in Florida, I did all of our dirty laundry mm-hmm. at the hotel. Um, I did the same thing. Yep. Oh, <laughs> it's just I know. so much better. Yep. It is, and it's not the most fun to spend like your last night on vacation. Like you want to maybe like go to the pool bar and get a cocktail. Like Folding laundry is not the most exciting way to spend those, you know, last moments, but it was worth it 100% to come home and just be able to put like clean clothes right in the drawers. Our hotel room that we were staying at, it kind of, it was almost more like a condo feel. So it had laundry in it, which was great. But I have done this on other trips as well, where I have like gone to an actual like laundromat or if there's like laundry service someplace at the hotel, but not in your unit. Like I have done this lots of different ways and I have never regretted doing it. It is 100% worth it. I will also say that by the time I get to like 
toward the end of a vacation, I like to build in mini vacations from my vacation. And sometimes do sometimes having a really good reason to like, not, (laughs) I don't know, to check out from the family for a little bit and go fold laundry meditatively in a different room is not a terrible thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, the other thing I do to kind of like set us up for you know, things going smoothly when we come home is the last couple days of the trip. You know, we've been eating at way more restaurants than we normally do. Um, And so I like to start to ask people like, hey, is there anything that you really have a taste for? Is there anything you miss from home? Are there any foods that you are like craving? And everybody has an, has an idea. And so I immediately just put those ideas into my grocery app. So then I can pick those up for um, like pick those up at the grocery store or for grocery delivery or, or curbside pickup that first day that we're home. Um, I have to kind of like scale this back um, also because you don't want to fall into the trap of thinking that you need to plan like a whole week of meals if that's your typical routine, even just having like a couple of dinners and then stocking up on a couple basics like milk, bread, yogurt, whatever, like just getting the basics and a couple meals in the hopper will take you so far. And then once it's been a couple days and you're like used to being back home, then you can do like another little mini trip to the grocery store. But just having that is, is going to be enough. Well, that is, that is a really good tip because I feel like Sometimes I come back. I'm really good at like cleaning and stuff before I leave. I don't like to come home yeah. to a mess, but sometimes I get home and I'm like, why is there nothing in the fridge? What's, mm-hmm. what's going on around here? So it's mm-hmm. just nice. It's nice to, to have time to um, settle back in and reacclimate and reenter without all the pressure. Yeah. You mentioned cleaning before you go on a trip, which is something that I like to do too. Not like a full deep clean, but I like to have things like generally picked up so that we come home and it's not like a giant mess. But this trip, the one thing that I did that was different that um, I'm going to start doing all the time now was before we left, I put in some um, plug in Febreze air fresheners. It's not something that I normally do, but um, you know, when you come home from a trip and just your house feels so stale, like and you're like, oh my gosh, does my house always smell like this? But of course it doesn't. It's just because right. nobody's been like in and out. Like moving there's no the air fresh around. air. Yeah. Nothing's been moving. And it's just like that. It's just kind of like that gross stale, stale yep. smell. So I put in a couple Febreze air fresheners. And we when we came home, it was like, it was so like fresh and clean and no weird smells. And I don't keep them in all the time. Like then I unplug them and just put them in our linen closet. If we need to use them again, we will. But um, it was just like a really nice way to come home. So that's just another little tip I'll throw in there. I think that's a great tip um, and definitely something. I know the smell you're talking about. And um, it would just be nice to come home into a lived in feeling house and not one that feels like it's been boarded up, boarded up for the summer or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Katie. Well, I know that you were traveling with your family, which is um, your kids are on the younger side. And I know sometimes when I'm traveling with my teenagers now, I will look around and see myself almost feeling a little bit, not envious, but thinking, oh man, if my kids were a little bit younger, that would be so fun. And I'm wondering if there were any things that stuck out to you that you saw that, you know, maybe weren't as appropriate for kids of your age, but you thought, man, this would be great for a family with teens. 
Yes, definitely. So the first thing I will say is Deserland, um, the the place I was talking about that had like the arcade and all of that. Uh, the place was created by this business tycoon who has like one of the largest car collections on earth. And he keeps it there in this amazing car museum that you can like walk through and see all of these like really cool, old, unique, rare cars. Um, So I'm not like a big car person, but like there were even just kind of walking through it. I saw some that were like really neat. Like they had um, like Kate Middleton's like Volkswagen before she married um, Prince. uh, Which Prince? Which Prince did she marry? Prince did she marry? (laughs) Prince William. Yeah. And then also. So anyways, like if you if you have older kids who are into like cars or motorcycles or like cars from movies, like they had the Batmobile and the Scooby-Doo mystery van. Um, So that was really cool. They also there on their property have a James Bond museum, which looked awesome. We didn't have time to walk through it, but I could definitely see some uh, like teenagers really getting into that. Really cool. Yeah. And then at Gatorland, uh, my boys were too small for this, but Henry, my oldest, like really would have loved to do this. And actually he was probably kind of like, on the cusp where maybe he could have but it's it's kind of hard to let like one kid do something that the other ones can't that's the thing the oldest kid always gets a little screwed over on that yeah yes (laughs) so they um but they had zip lining and so you can like zip line through gatorland um you could see like the lines up in the air like going over the water going over the gators and it just looked really cool actually Ziplining is so fun, especially when you're over something that's like fun to look down at. So that sounds so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. And then the last thing I'll say, which would be really cool for older kids, is when we were at the Science Center um, up on their top floor, they had an area called the Hive, which um, you had to be eight or older to go in there. So we didn't go in there, but it's a workshop where you can use like real tools to build and create and like make stuff. And so, you know, you have to be older because of safety reasons, but I took a little peek in there and it looked like some older kids were um, really making some cool stuff. So that would be a great thing if you've got older kids or if you have like a wider age spread and like maybe one parent wants to, you know, do something with the younger kids and then you can send the older kids up there to like kind of have their their own time if they don't want to like splash around with the water tables. Like (laughs) they can go up there and like make their own thing. And so that I I thought that was really thoughtful that they... um, had that space dedicated to older kids. That is really cool because not all not all museums geared towards kids do as good of a job um, having something for olders. Often I feel like our kids yeah. kind of just age out around six or seven and it's just nice to know that there's something like that there. That sounds so cool. I know that my kids have always had an interest in using, you know, real tools, but as someone who's not very handy myself. It's not been something I've been able to, well, I haven't provided them and I don't know how to instruct them in using them. So probably we could all benefit from that. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty, it it looked really neat. Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. I loved hearing about your unforgettable family vacation to Florida. Well, you are very welcome, Megan. This was super fun. 
And of course, we want to again thank our sponsor, Visit Florida, for making this all possible. Check out our Instagram feed for more about the specific places we visited in Florida. And next week, we're going to flip this conversation and listeners will get to hear all about your trip, Megan. I can't wait. I can't wait either. And don't forget, you can start planning your unforgettable Florida vacation at visitflorida.com. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to The Mom Hour. Everything we talked about in today's episode is available at themomhour.com. And hey, while you're there, you can find more than 500 podcast episodes, plus articles, playlists, and resources about motherhood and parenting at every stage. And if you like today's episode, we'd love it if you would take a minute to share the show with another mom in your life. You can also find us on Instagram at The Mom Hour, chatting and interacting with listeners between episodes. Thanks for being here, friends. We'll talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.